You know what a harlequin is? A harlequin's role is to serve. It's nothing without a master. No one gives two shits who we are beyond that. The Joker and I broke up. I wanted a fresh start. But it turns out I wasn't the only dame in Gotham looking for emancipation. Welcome to Space Bras, the sci-fi movie podcast for bad bitch feminists. I'm Mary Johnston, and with me in a few moments is my favorite righteous lesbian detective, Kate Whitney. Kate couldn't be with me for this bumper. Uh, She had something come up, but we both agreed that all we wanted to say before we get into the super fun episode about Birds of Prey is that we hope you all are being safe out there. We hope that you are washing your hands. We hope that you are wearing your masks. We hope that you are um, doing whatever you can to tear down our colonialist, racist police state. Hugs and kisses to all of you from a safe social distance of six feet away. Now, enjoy Birds of Prey. Team, we have all come together on this most blessed of podcast days. And by that, I mean... Any day we record a podcast is a blessed day in space bras on our spaceship anyway, or space station, whatever. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But we're going to be talking about Birds of Prey Ka-ka! Uh, and the fantabulous emancipation of one Harley Quinn, uh, mm-hmm. the 2020 movie that is available for purchase right now if you missed it in theaters, which I did. It so. will definitely be streaming, though. Like, yeah. eventually. Soon. Very yeah. soon, I'm sure. Yeah. Um. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I, well, first, did you know that uh, Harley, the <clears throat> Margot Robbie has been trying to get this film yep. to be made for about 10 years? Yep. Did you see Suicide Squad? I scrubbed through it just for this podcast, hey, guys. me too. Does not look like my kind of movie. Um, well, it was, it was, I did not, mm. Mm-hmm. I um if I it made if I, me more impressed about this movie. Yes, so, but I think that know. she basically did this movie in response to that movie because yeah. it was seems like it was like a big old male gaze shit show. Um, yeah. well, and and, and, and not very and good. She hired other women to work with, you know, like so. Right. Also, you know, let's remember that. Um, I mean, what's his name? Jared Leto. Uh, mailed oh people like dead rats and used condoms because he was quote unquote in character. No, no, no. you jerk. That's sexual harassment. <laughs> That's yeah, harassment. No. That is a no. unsafe working environment that you personally are causing. You dick. Do you think that Daniel Day Lewis would send anybody a used condom? No, he would not. No, he would not. Well, here, here's a here again. I'm gonna. Uh, I maybe have quoted this on another episode. I don't care, and it's a paraphrase. But <clears throat> Robert Pattinson <laughs> on Twitter said, "You know what's funny? Whenever people talk about going into character, it's only when they're playing an asshole. No one's ever like, I'm in character as this terribly nice guy, so I'm gonna yeah. be extra nice to everyone. And I, I'm going what? into. I agree. <laughs> I'm going into character to be play Fred Rogers. Yeah, right. it's true. It's true. Yeah. <laughs> it's true. It's an excuse. It's an excuse I, for people to behave poorly. I just feel like in the name of art. Yes, I feel well." I mean, like, well, I love... such a tiny 
character oh, in this. He's such a dick. Also, like, he's, he's just like barely he's just even like, in it. He don't impress me much. He thinks he's something yeah. else, and he is not something else. He is not. He's you peaked lot. in my so-called life. Mm-hmm. Calm down. You basic. Yeah, sit literally down. everything after my so-called life has been like an a, yeah. a straight shot downwards, which, a downwards trajectory. Which, by the way, your role in that was to be like a guy that you understood why Claire Danes was obsessed with him, but he was kind of also a dick. Like that is his role. Definitely so a dick. You peaked. Definitely a dick. You peaked because you you have become. Uh, that character now in real life. Congratulations. That's terrible. Um, yep. I mean, like, yep. I don't know. So, some method acting must be, it's fine. I don't know enough. Of, I've, I've never, I'm not an actor. I don't know enough about it. I do respect well, Daniel. Listen, I'm, sh- I, I'm fine with you being in character. I or respect acting. Daniel Day-Lewis. I, I, I just I don't respect you no. mail, like harassing your coworkers no. in the name of method acting. Absolutely not. I respect, I feel like Daniel Day-Lewis is like, if he would not do it in character, then you should not do it in character. Like, mm-hmm. think about it. That's fair. <laughs> you know yeah, what I mean? Look at an actual master class and yeah. see what he Look does. at people who actually do this all the time and are not just, like, pretending and having and trying some things out and see what they do to, like, behave, how they behave, and then that's how you should do. Yeah. Anyway, this is not a Suicide Squad podcast, thank <laughs> goodness. But I do. This does lead me in. I didn't really have a first impression because I... No one needs to hear me natter on more about how, like, I'm really saturated from superhero movies. No one cares. So instead, I did something else. <laughs> and okay. yeah, yeah. I did I did a um, deep, deep dive on Harley Quinn. So I think probably most people listening to this know who Harley Quinn is. She is, um, I can't believe her name is not Har- Harleth. That's what I've always pretended it is. Oh, my God. <laughs> but she's Har- she's Harleen Quinzel, who um, was a uh, medical professional at Arkham Asylum. Psychiatrist. Right? Yeah. She got seduced by the Joker. He, she helped him bust out of Arkham one of those times that he did it. And then she's sort of like his sidekick generally. And she wears a um, Harlequin black and white or black and red costume. Mm-hmm. And... I have always sort of I like I like Batman a lot and I like Batman a lot specifically because I like his goofball villains. That's the best part of Batman in my opinion. Yeah. And yeah. I have always and of course I love the Joker. The Joker is a classic villain. I've always kind of held Harley Quinn at arm's length a little bit because generally what she is there for is to check a male gaze t- titillation box. And DC generally treats her real dirty and kind of she's sort of that like her insanity is like part of why she's sexy because she's so crazy. She doesn't have like really a normal brain. So you can totally view her as an object and you the violence and exploitation that sort of swirls around her has always turned my stomach in a way that is not the same for like Catwoman and is certainly not the same for other DC um like, you know, female characters like Wonder Woman, those kind of characters. She specifically is generally like kind of a, a magnet for grossness. Case yep. case in point. So when this in 2013, not that long ago. Nope. When su- the well, suicide. Seven years. But you, within, could have, you could have had seven kids in that time, Mary. I'm just kidding. I'm, kidding. I'm sorry. A child a year, Kate? What is this, the past? Um, I was going to say, 
Catholicism? <laughs> cool. Um, but like living memory for sure. I, I don't know. Yeah, I yeah. said that far away. No, DC, no, it's not. I'm when, <laughs> giving you shit. When you hear this, you will, you will, your socks will blow off. All right. Anna- so D- Suicide Squad is coming out. DC Comics announces a contest for fans um, and artists basically being like, we want, um, we want amateur artists to like have a chance to be, you know, get exposure on our website, probably something pretty lame like that. But the, yeah. the, the cook of it to was, we would say, fuck you, pay me because exposure yeah, totally, is not um, totally, worth it. Totally. But, 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 but go on. Sorry. Um, and the theme of it was break into comics with Harley Quinn. So what the contest was, was contestants were asked to illustrate four, and it was put this way, humorous scenes starring Harley Quinn where she is contemplating suicide. Whoa. One of them was supposed to be her standing on top of a building uh, during a lightning storm. One of them was supposed to be her sitting in an alligator pond, as they put it, which I was like, you mean a swamp, but okay. Wearing, like, raw (laughs) chicken as a necklace or something, like having raw chicken on her body, which, gross. Um, Even though I love alligators. Um, One was her standing in the mouth of a whale, also question mark. And one where she's standing nude in a bathtub, presumably going to drop a hairdryer in or other ways of committing suicide in a bathtub. So that's really fucking dark. This is the wildest thing I've ever heard in my whole life. And this, of course, blew up like crazy for a lot of reasons, because, of course, it's like eroticizing violence against women, also suicide in general. Um, And they had the the, the, whoever the Bobos, like the fools, they released this like during, I believe, National Suicide Prevention Week. So it was, like, really bad, like a really bad thing to do. And, uh, you know, artists, of course, came out and were like, this is messed up. No, no, no. And DC apologized and said, no, 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 no. This is supposed to be a dream sequence. It's not supposed to be taken so seriously. Harley's such a fun character. We just wanted to have fun with her. And so what they did was they did not change it. They just said, well, if the bathtub thing is really what's bothering people so much, we'll have her uh, strapped to a rocket flying into space, I guess. So they didn't back down all the way. In fact, one would argue that they only backed down from nudity, which is probably one of the most puritanical American things I can think of. Like yeah, to, to decide to be that more that's... afraid of the nudity than than the like yeah. having a character trying to kill themselves. Yes, like it is so hard uh... to like this would never have happened to Superman or Batman no. or no. any of the male villains. No. So I would like <laughs> I would like to to take a moment to 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 plug. So I read a lot of. Um, you and I both do, but I read a lot of comics and um and I, I do my fair amount of like superhero comics because uh Batwoman means a lot to me. Um Kate Kane, uh queer icon and um badass who didn't want to join up with the bats and is more effective and not afraid to use deadly force. Like, I don't know. I'm cool with it. Uh, anyway. Um, it's like, I like her because she's more violent. No, I, you're not saying I mean, that. I like everything about her. Let's be honest. Um, but, 
you have to find like your own corners uh, of of the universe because like that got taken over by a dude who then like um, had her uh, fall under the thrall of a vampire, get raped, uh, then turn into a vampire, and then killed by her sister. So like you know you can't uh, you can't always win. But you know, you know the classic story, the old story. Yeah, the cla the classic Batwoman story. Anyway, um, also. If a vampire is doing its job right, it doesn't have to rape anybody. Just saying. Oh, I mean, like that's that's the thing. It was it was very very not cool or fun. It was <laughs> super not awful. cool. Also, um, super not cool. And then also, they don't understand vampires. Is what I mean to say. <laughs> no, I know, I know, I know. Um, but uh, DC came out with this the a line of bombshell uh, statuary figurines, and they were. All of these uh, female DC heroes and villains. So this originally started as uh, so this really gross thing. But then uh, enter uh, Marguerite. Uh, I think it's Bennett. It could be Bennett. Uh, having only read her stuff and not talked to her. I don't know. But um, she came out We're with doing this our line best, of, of, of bombshell comics that are the most feminist, queer, badass shit that's ever happened. And... Yeah, like don't get me wrong, like you know they're 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 wearing like at some points wearing the costumes that were like a part of a uh, a part of the DC bombshell like f- statuary, but like it in a way that <clears throat> we're about to talk about a movie where Harley Quinn still has like short shorts, but her ass cheeks aren't like coming out. You know what I mean? Like well, this it's, is not, there's a I real mean, difference. I mean, you like. Know? <sighs> I'm not. I'm not denying I'm not people. Sexy whatever. Yeah, I'm but... not denying people like the chance for titillation. I'm denying. Pe- I'm suggesting instead, and this is also, I think, what you're saying as well, that there is like a difference between yep. artistic titillation and like and horrible misogynistic uh, objectification. Yep. Like. Yep. And and there just there just is. Um, mm-hmm. We can get more academic with it if you want, but. I mean, yeah. Like I, I have, I have. I know enough about famous comics artists that, like, when doing uh, lectures, will show uh, sketches that they've done where through uh, costumes you can see female heroes' vulvas. Like, it is, um, there's just a lot of gross shit out there in this particular area because it's where toxicity and never growing up Peter Pan syndrome can live. Well, With that yeah. said, I'm a fan. And I know other people who are fans that aren't like you know creepy, gross, you know. So yeah, and uh, I'm not. But and, yeah, and you know, like definitely for this podcast, I'm I I come down hard on stuff, but I come down hard on this in particular anyway in my my personal <laughs> life. You know, yeah, like, no, absolutely, like, me too. And that's that's what I meant. Like there there is a gross space in here that's super fucking toxic, and is uncomfortable to be a female in. Yeah, and, and so and like s- you specifically yeah. around Harley Quinn like specifically that's specifically like yeah. even I, I, more I so bombshells because Harley Quinn's in there and in that she has her love story with Poison Ivy which is um which is referenced great. in this as well sort of yeah and which lightly which, and, uh, very lightly yeah lightly and apparently uh the planned sequel should it get greenlit will feature it so that's cool you know yeah. um yeah. Yeah. I don't I've not felt the same like level. Poison Ivy is just sort of different. She's more like Jessica Ra- like when they do her dirty it's more in like kind of a Jessica Rabbity kind of way. Absolutely. It's not the same way that like Harley Quinn it's like she's crazy and she's 
her spilling out of her costume. Her and craziness like, is the problem, actually. Like, yeah. The fact that she doesn't like that her brain is like basically, you know, like mush, like pink soup. Yeah. That's the problem. Um, yep. And that's why it's sort of you're invited to pour all of your violent fantasies out on her. Like, that's why yep. that's why we think it's OK, which is really not which is just like really messed up and and, and not. Like, it's like human rights violations left, right, and center. Like, you can't. Yeah. I mean, I feel like Nellie Blythe did the work for this. Like, we're not, I don't need to explain that it's not okay to fee- to think that, or it, I, and I have to explain that, like, people with mental illness still feel pain and are still humans and still deserve to have body, like, to have, like, control over their own body and not just be, like, meat puppets that people can, like, try shit out on. Yep. Um, yep. Although I will say, isn't it weird that both, so of, like, so of course in superhero land, you have, like, people with, it's sort of like Barbie, everyone has, like, wild credentials. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. no one no one has a normal job, mm-hmm. um, for the most part. But isn't it sort of weird that, I mean, this pro- probably there are other examples of this, especially God knows in Batman there's a million villains, but um, it's sort of weird that the two most famous women of science are both made really sexy, like overtly sexy compared to pretty much everybody else, which are Poison Ivy and Harley Quinn. Yep. That's kind of strange. I mean, like, (laughs) I don't... Like, Harley Quinn has her MD, right? We assume... Uh, Yeah. We assume... Yeah, no, she she has both a PhD and an MD because she's a psychiatrist. They say it more than once. Yeah, that's right. And we assume that uh, Poison Ivy has has a PhD... Yeah, we she definitely does. She's a professor. Um, yeah. yeah. Hmm. Anyway, that's enough about the world. So I think it's just important to kind of have that going into this to, like, frame what you're seeing. Because yeah, what a toxic history there is around this character and, um, and what baggage was being carried into this uh, offshoot of a franchise. Right. So... Right. Do, should I uh, should I give us a little plot overview? Yeah, of course, please. All right. <clears throat> Harley Quinn finds herself separated from the Joker and at loose ends. Gratefully, we never have to see the Joker, so that's at least a plus. And a show of independence and closure, she unwittingly, uh, unwittingly alerts every bad guy in town that she's no longer under Joker's protection. Suddenly, everyone is after her, including number one bad guy, Roman in an effort to live to see another day, I think she it's Sinosis. Sinus? Yeah. Roman oh. Sinosis. Yes. In an effort to live to see another day, she enters into a deal with him to steal a back a diamond he covets. Unfortunately, a pickpocketing kiddo named Cassandra Kane swallowed the diamond, and every bad guy is more than happy to cut it out of her. Um, will Harley Quinn get to save the girl and return the diamond and live to enjoy her independence as a single woman? Only a lot of hijinks and time will tell in this magical tale. Buckle in. Come join us. Uh, to start, let's talk about, uh, let's talk about the look and feel of this. Um, you and I both, in preparation, watched Suicide Squad. I... I watched, watched everything that Harley Quinn, watched, but I also scrolled through. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
I watched every scene with Harley Quinn and I scrubbed through some other stuff and ugh. Yeah. I, it was I, enough I, to see why that movie was such a failure. I, I made it like 20 minutes into watching it straight and then I did some scrubbing and some selective viewing and then I watched like 20 minutes at the end is how yep. I would describe yep. my viewing process. Fair. Well, well, so... <clears throat> So the look and feel of this movie, uh, it actually gained a lot of attention um, at the beginning of the year when we saw releases of uh, like teaser trailers, wherein Harley Quinn uh, was kind of dancing around with uh, her baseball bat and in a new costume with some other women. And the way it was filmed was very empowering. There weren't like these shots up and down her body where the whole point was just that everybody was looking at her body. Like it, it was very much like more playful and more fun. And it, you could tell instantly that uh, through her costume change and through the filming changes that we were not going to be indulging in the male gaze titillation that Suicide Squad gave us. Um, yeah. Certainly not Suicide to the same Squad, degree. Not. In, yes. Yes. Yeah. Um, Suicide Squad was like really dark and gritty and this is like brightly colored and saturated kind of like guardians of the galaxy but like still can slingshot right back to like some gritty bullshit <laughs> and by gritty bullshit i mean I, yeah. attempted rape well you know? I, I tried um, to unpack this because it was like i would describe this as playful but gritty like i don't know yeah. if it ever fully gets into like the realm of super fun and maybe that's okay like maybe that's all well, right no absolutely i'm just saying like the closest things that it 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 adheres to are uh like deadpool and yep i meant like just the rainbow like when she crashes yes the truck into uh the acme chemical uh warehouse and she crashes it in by punching on the gas with her stiletto heel and getting it stuck in the floorboard and then leaving that boot uh as she's walking away for the explosion, there are fireworks and it's all multicolor, and that like that felt like yeah what Marvel is doing with like yes Thor Ragnarok and Guardians of the Galaxy, but the the tone is supposed to be more like Deadpool, especially in the way that she talks to you and like there's a little bit of like she doesn't break the fourth wall quite the way the Deadpool does, but like she's telling us the story, so even if she never like looks at the camera and winks at us. Um, yeah, still there. I, yeah, it feels like it's. I mean, it's, it definitely breaks the fourth wall. Like she's yeah. speaking directly to you, the audience, and knows that you are like watching what happens. So she even says yeah. like, "I'm telling you the story, so I'm going to start where I want." Like, yeah, yeah. Um, I found that the the setting actually was, I think, what kind of like made this the tone of it really well. I have a lot of ideas about. The, tone but like the overall look of it i think is yeah. because they didn't really like they didn't commit to a particular setting and i think that that was a problem so i love the scenes I agree. where you have almost like a like gotham city has never been more clearly new york city and then in this movie in, in for like a lot of it for i would say at yeah. least 60 to 70 percent of it like yeah it's hyper realistic of course harley quinn has a a crazy like <laughs> new york accent that's like that's that's true to her character and that's something that's generally um she has and margot robbie yeah. does it as well like it's clearly new york that's where we are and I kind of liked having this, like, hyper-realistic setting and then having... Of course, Harley Quinn is, like, a ridiculous-looking person, right? She's, like, a club kid almost, like, level of, like, color yeah. and makeup and stuff. But it was not... It's not cartoony 
in that setting. Like you have you she just looks like she just came from a really good party and it's the next morning. Like you know what I mean? Like it didn't it, it did, I didn't feel the dissonance then. The times I felt the dissonance were when I'm going from like hyper realistic settings in New York to suddenly things like Roman's Club or the abandoned amusement park, which are really like stylized and almost like they remind me reminded me of like Joel Schumacher's 90s Batman movies, but with like more style. But like that level of I'm like, oh, we're on a set right now. Like this is a set. This is designed so that we can, you know, like there's almost like there's purple uplighting and stuff like that. Like that's not. Yes. So on one hand, it's like Francis Ha and the other hand, it's like Clockwork Orange. And I kept like falling out of the rhythm of the story when they would like jerk you around like that. Because I'm like, wait, where are we, guys? Come on, just pick one. Um, So that was kind of like one of my issues with it. I felt like they could have had they could have had both. If they had gone for more of a feel like um, the movie The Warriors or even like Escape from New York, where it is recognizably New York City, definitely recon- like, like, you know, yeah. <laughs> but you have these like larger than life elements that still fit in and make sense. Like the Warriors have yeah. like ridiculous gangs that are in like baseball uniforms, but you buy it because of how it's like positioned in the city. They should have yeah. done something more like that, in my opinion. I I, I buy that. Um, like I love, yeah. and, and it makes me feel bad because I, I kind of like love the set and like the design choices they made in like the, in the booby hatch and the abandoned amusement park like scene. Like that's cool. Like those like floppy weird rubber hands and stuff. Like it's cool, but it just doesn't yeah, I, match, you know? It, exactly. Like that, that is, a, that scene almost like, Reminds me of, like, uh, the Catwoman stuff. You know what I mean? Like, yes. down in a sewer with, like... Highly you know, but, stylized. Highly stylized. But, yeah. But you're right. Like, then we have her, like, wandering through New York City, like, with her bacon, egg, and cheese sandwich. And it's the opposite. So there definitely is some unevenness. I, I think that that is, honestly, the biggest problem with this film in general. Uh, I, I think it's... Guys... Birds of Prey is a fun, fine time at the films. Like, yeah. you know, I I, I want to say that right now. We're going to be talking about like, you know, we're doing analysis, though. So so we're getting we're getting into the weeds, you know. Uh, but. Yeah, like we this I think that that's the thing is like we're just constantly moving from. Really gross shit happening to like some slapstick and it's. Yes. A really weird, uh, really weird choice. And I'm not saying it's a bad choice because, like, I just don't know if they're there yet. Like, yeah. I think that they're trying to find the right balance. And I, and I mean, it in terms of DC in general, and also, like, just macro, like, how we tell superhero and antihero stories about women. Um, it's definitely, yeah. I mean, like, I enjoyed it. It's not a bad yeah. movie. I would say that it's absolutely on par with most of the like BPB plus Marvel movies that exist in the world, which there are many, 100%. many yeah. of. Um, I <laughs> hey Ma- hey Mary, <laughs> you want to talk about how much you love all the superhero movies out there? I'm just like so over. To be fair, I would not have had us do this, but uh, I mentioned to you that uh, I purchased it, and you're like, "Are we going to do it?" And I'm like, "Oh yeah, we could." And then I was like, "Oh, Mary doesn't normally love this stuff, but." At least, you know, 
at least we're we're focusing on the women, right? You know. Oh, I mean, I wanted to see this movie when it came out. Like, I I, yeah. I am very select. I'm a selective superhero movie viewer. I'm just not gonna like see every Avenger movie ever. Um, because well, it's it's for the best. Those are hours of your life you won't get it's back. A really long so. time, and I watched one, and I realized that I in 2016, and I realized that Trump <laughs> might win the election, and it like totally messed me up for a really long time. Anyway, and then he did, which was like a now, you know. Anyway, I don't have to explain. So is this a good moment to talk about the Deadpool of it all? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's talk about references. Um, I, I, do you mind if I introduce this? Go for it. Yeah. Um, so what's interesting about this movie, we keep on tiptoeing around it a little bit, is like where it falls on the superhero spectrum. Um, there are like DC, flavors of these movies. Yeah. Yeah. DC is trying their best to unlock the Marvel secret sauce because they keep on failing. And with Shazam, they made real strides. I don't know if you've seen that, Mary, but it's a really good it, movie. I have it on my list. People have told many people have told me that it is very good. So it's I'm a watch very it. good time, but it's also a decidedly family-friendly movie. It's like a movie you could watch with all the kiddos. Like he's in a foster home full of like kids, like run by people who are former foster kids themselves. Like you know oh. what I mean? It's like yeah, yeah, it's got some like feel goodness while while acknowledging that like I mean still kids in a foster home you know like but but it's 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 much more like it's not deadpool <laughs> it's not deadpool no. and then we have deadpool and i think that that's kind of what we're trying to go for here yeah um, that seems pretty clear that that's what they're they're trying to go for that sweet like silly but r-rated sweet yeah, spot like humorous meta but dark and <laughs> yeah but the well, problem is i we don't like let well, A, they're not leaning into what's meta, and that's half of what's successful about Deadpool. And B, they don't let women have as much fun as men still, yep. is, is my take. Um, I know Harley Quinn's supposed to be, like, insane. And I hear in the comics, Deadpool is actually way more crazy than they portray him, like, in the... Uh, movies, in yes. In the movies. Yes. But... Um, I haven't read a lot of Deadpool. It wasn't, you know, but it's I do not, enjoy. It's not my really my films. thing, but I I do like the movies. Um, yeah, I, I like genuinely like the movies. I think they're very good. Um, like you know, they're very entertaining. They're yeah. like you know, no one. I don't think anyone would argue against that. They're very entertaining. Yes. So I did a whole thing with this because I tried to think about why this wouldn't work. Because actually, I think that Harley Quinn and Deadpool are like pretty good, like sisters from another misters of each other like they, they they have the same kind of stuff like at least that was my first impression i was like there's no reason you wouldn't be able to cut out this deadpool pattern and put it on harley quinn and it would work but then i i, I kind of changed my mind about that um so deadpool is a crazy character and but the things especially in the movies the things that drive him towards towards like his story arc are like very classic and actually pretty like sweet and gentle hero's journey type things so what deadpool does is he is a character that is dealing with feel feelings of inadequacy he's a, he's dealing with being ugly he's dealing with fears of rejection he's dealing with mm-hmm. he's dealing with loss of his fridged loved one 
Um, <laughs> those are <laughs> then it's unfridged later. Yeah, you know, whatever. Those are things that like you could transplant into any number of stories that all work and make sense, and like to varying degrees of darkness or humor or like you can ratchet those things up and down. But they are like universal ideas. I'm afraid that people will not accept me because when I look at myself, I don't like what I see. Right? Yeah, that's totally super classic. You can you can put that in my so-called life. You can put that in Care Bears. You can put that mm-hmm. in uh, Last Tango in Paris. Like, you can put that in yep. so many different stories. And it's 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 internal fears and pains of po- a powerful man, right, that needs yep. to, like, burst through the emotional blockers that he's been socially conditioned to put up and face his fears and make friends and ultimately, it's like a sweet story of overcoming the internal forces that get in your own way. And then, and you have, so you have this like, which is like very saccharine and like sincere and so-, so sweet. And then what they do is they tone it down beautifully by putting in like this sour, crude humor. So you have like yep. a, a sour patch kit of a film. It's not good for you. It's not good hot cuisine. But it's yeah. way better than it has any right to be, right? And you like it. Yeah, it's, totally. It's fun to eat. Like, we like it. Uh-huh. Yep. So Harley Quinn does not have that. She is not secretly sweet that needs to be tempered with darkness to make it, like, edgy or palatable or exciting to view. The things that Harley Quinn deals with are all external forces that every woman faces and that and are horrible yep. things. It's rape. Yes. It's domestic yeah. abuse. It's power yep. dynamics that push women down and make them objects and discredit um, discredit your brains and your humanity. And it's it's men pouring out sexual and violent desires on you that are based on the fact that they don't think that you're a person, right? Yep. Yeah. So it's really bitter. That's a bitter thing. And that's a thing that, like, I think definitely women watching it, like, get immediately. And there's no amount of, like, cheeky winking at the camera or anything like that that's going to really temper that beyond it. So you have this, like, weird, like, bitter pill wrapped in a candy shell. And you're like, oh, actually, no, this is not quite right. (laughs) Like, it's just, it's not, there's something very off about it. Not yep. that you can't make lighthearted movies about horrible topics, right? Yeah, we know that you can. But it's hard. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's, it, it's, it's very hard to do. It's really hard to do. Um, so I think that when my initial kind of bias going into this, and I was like, this, there's no reason that this can't be pretty much exactly as entertaining and successful as Deadpool. I think that it's not set up to do that actually yeah no i i think you're right i think that's the problem is that like and i thought about that a lot and that's what i meant by like women are allowed to have as much fun like that's obviously a simplification but what i'm saying is we have to deal with rape and we have to deal with like uh men wanting to like destroy women uh and like inherent violence it's faced and these external threats whereas deadpool just gets to have some fun. Yeah. Um, 
And you could do this. And Deadpool's emotional beats are not inherently masculine. You could. No. You, in fact. In fact. Deadpool could be a story about a female. Totally. Very 100%. easily. In Very fact, easily. In fact, when you lay it out the way I did, the thing it reminds me the most of is stories about adolescent girls. Like that's. Mm-hmm. It seems like that kind of character arc. So. And potentially, honestly, that's the genius of it. Right. You have this like. Because Deadpool is sort of like a. He's not like a traditional alpha male, but he is too. I mean, like he's like, you know, he, he's hyper violent. He he pulls off this crazy stuff, but he has like a story that is, I think, a little bit femme. And I think that's part of why yeah. the story is so fun and why it works. Yep. Um, I agree. It's not, you can't do like a, and then it's not, you can't just like reverse the wiring on that and be like, well, Harley Quinn, like you could, if this was what her story was about. Like, if she was just absolutely Deadpool and was, like, trying to figure out how to, like, fit into the world and how to be, how to be part of yeah. our world, she, it could do this. But she's not. Instead, she's dealing with some of the, like, the most emotionally bleak topics yeah. <laughs> that, that humanity faces. And it doesn't sit right when you try to balance that with kind of, like, a ho-ho-hee-hee tone. Like, it just feels weird. Um, yep. And I actually think they did a, a reason, a really good job of doing it. I just think it's a very hard task. Yeah, I th- I think you're right. Um, and by I think I mean you're right. <laughs> it's just hard. Like, and I don't. And and also to some degree, I'm not sure I I want it to be successful. I think that I want to see, I want to see something that leans that hits those notes harder. I think what they did is they kind of soften it. A lot of stuff is implied. And Roman is yeah. a very good character to do that with, but like, absolutely. but like, can absolutely. You, but if you think about like, what if? So I'm glad I didn't have to see Jared Butler or uh, Jared Butler. Huh, what if he was in this movie? Jared Leto in this movie. I'm glad I didn't have to see Jared Leto. <laughs> Gerard Butler, Jared Leto, uh, some hybrid man. Of course, I'm just I'm kidding. Yeah, it's one and the same. Um, like, I'm glad I didn't have to see him in this movie, but that is sort of like a problem that he's not in this movie. Like. How to have like another man stepping in as the villain? You're like, no, Margot Robbie should like go ham on the Joker. He is her. Yeah, he is her abuser in this, or at least that's yeah. what I believe. No, it would. No, I 100. percent And and they make that textual in Suicide Squad where, um, so unlike this is done again. We've mentioned comic books you tell the same story over and over again but in suicide squad they have him uh do electroshock therapy on her to make her insane like yeah he is literally her reason for being he created harley quinn out of uh harleen quinzel gross which you know is one of my very least favorite types oh yeah 100 percent so Um, i i respect them staying away from it just because of how toxic that is but it would have been a lot more satisfying for her to uh go up against and take down joker instead of like Mm -hmm. joker just doesn't give a fuck about her anymore so now she is like being fed to the rats basically yeah i mean and i think that the that's another also i don't think she ever acknowledges that it was a toxic relationship which i think would have been a great moment well and i think that they try to like that's part of i think sort of the fun and it it does kind of work like i i remember feeling while watching it like mildly tickled that she's kind of like clearly it's a toxic relationship clearly it's a relationship that like 
most people, I hope, can't directly relate to. Like, right? Sure. Yeah. And instead, she's kind of just like, what's a girl to do now? Another single girl in New York. You know what I mean? So, like, there's sort of like this, like, funniness in it that her life and her perspective is so bananas. This is everyone. Well, this is every woman's story. (laughs) Right. So it's so bananas. So then, but then you get like, you're like, well, yeah, I guess if you were going through it, you would do all the things you do when you go. Like, like that's that I think is that whole scene where she talks about breaking up and she see, you see her cut her hair and things like that. Like, I think it is. No, I I thought that that was a really strong part. It was like when she buys the hyena and she feeds a man to it. Yeah, it was. It's super comical and it's like heightened reality. It's like, yeah, it's like buying a hyena. But also, like, cutting your hair, but also getting margaritas with your gals, but also, like, beating people up hardcore. Yeah, do we need a roller, a roller, roller. so you can beat the shit out of people, uh, yeah. you know? Yeah, so it's, like, it is funny, but at the same time, I think that because they soften it in that way, it kind of muddies the water a little bit. So you can't really get at the fact that, like, no, Joker, like, this is not actually a normal breakup. Like, she escaped her abuser. This is a different, yeah. this is a different thing than just, like, leaving your boyfriend because he's a jerk, you know? Um, But I understand why they did it. I just, I don't think it, like, hits those notes quite correctly. And then that's another why where it's kind of like a funny flavor in your mouth where you're like, I think I know what this is, but it seems wrong. (laughs) Like, it's not quite right. Yeah. So I've been talking around Harley Quinn. Uh, I'd like to say, I think... I think Margot Robbie does a fantastic job. She should be um, so... I'm like, she should win an Oscar for this performance. Like, to be honest. She did... Yeah. If Oscars she meant anything at all. Such, yeah. If Oscars meant anything at all, she would deserve... Um, yeah. She does a fucking fantastic job. I don't know if you've seen the videos of her doing uh, the stunt work, basically. But... Uh, I haven't, You no. know, those dance... Like, that almost dance thing she does where she's, like, flipping around. Like, that's something, like, she learned how to do. That's crazy. Um, it it also so I watched Suicide Squad just to see where we were starting with this character right and there's not much character there like she and Will Smith are the most compelling parts of that film from what I could see and yet like she's like kind of comic relief um I don't it's, it's yeah. fucking weird and in this there's like a full character there that I really yes. like. Of course, that like yes. I that I enjoy spending time with. That I'm that I'm rooting for. You know, that I want the best for her. That there are people in her life that she does care about. Um, even if Doc sells her out. You know, like it. It's she's she's like a person. <laughs> I know that's such a low bar, but like I think they did a really like while the movie's setting and while some of the events are unsteady. This character, I think, is really strong. Yes. And she feels she feels deliciously flawed. Like, there's a scene where you yes. see... Um, one of my, Probably my favorite scene is where she's talking about... So there's all these, like, interstitials where someone comes after her, and then there's, like, a freeze frame, and she goes through why they're coming after her, like, what their beef is yeah. with her. And when she finally is, like, facing Roman, and she's like... Why does Roman want to kill me? Well, and she like runs down this huge <laughs> Rolodex. Um, I had to, I like hunted down the full list of it because I didn't want to like freeze frame it, and, like, you know. Um, but like a lot of the things are, a lot of things are like weird. Like there's just weird stuff that she does. Like she's like gross. Like she's a gross character. Even like his 
Brita filter. Yeah, like, Brita, like yeah, she does gross stuff, and <laughs> he doesn't like that. To be fair, he's a dude who like carves off people's faces. No, like, no, I, no. Roman, you know. I do not feel sorry for Roman, but like no, Roman deserves every every last bit of shit. Yeah, but, yeah she's like no, gross, but, but she also like <laughs> she's gross, and but she also like is like one of the reasons he doesn't like her is because she voted for Bernie Sanders. And then later you see her telling Cass, she's like, and that's why you never pay income tax. And like, <laughs> so she's just like this weird character that you're like, no one is like you, but I like you. <laughs> like you yeah. seem, yeah. you seem to have like the correct amount of like weird hypocrisy, like, and color that makes me like really bond with you and like you as yes. a character. Even if, yes. even if it's like extends way beyond like what yeah. normal people are like, what the average yeah, what human is like. Absolutely. I think Absolutely. I think and this is not to um undersell her performance, but I also want to give a huge kudos to the um like the costume and wardrobe person who yes. did this. The switch from like super sexy clothing to still super sexy clothing, but is that as man repeller fashion was an amazing yeah. choice. Oh, that's, that's such so a good smart. that's such a good reference. Um, that's such a yeah, smart absolutely. choice. Like like sexy, but like sexy in a way that's like fun to wear and you would actually want. Like there, I'm not saying I would actually wear it out in public, but. I want most of the clothes she has at least to try on. Yeah. You know? I want like, to, yeah, that, that confetti that weird, art. That like, weird confetti jacket? I oh think it's a jacket, God. but it doesn't really have a back. I don't know if it's just yeah, arms. No, it's more like a shrug. Yeah, I like it. <laughs> I, I want to try it on I for sure. Um, but, yeah. but, like, just, I mean, just the, like, and all the weird, like, all of her socks have, like, sequins on them, and then the gold, mm-hmm. like, zip-up overall she wears at the end are really crazy. Oh, my God. And, They're insane. And it's like, great. And, of course, like, the most the most famous, if you read anything about the clothing of this movie, which I, I did a little, I, like, read a couple articles about it, but everyone points out, and it does bear repeating, that in Suicide Squad, she is wearing, like, a baseball tee thing that says yep. daddy's little monster on it and in this the back one, of her jacket says property of joker and in this one she wears a shirt that says her own name and that is important yep it is no it is like i mm, like you're you're supposed to i think in suicide squad you're definitely supposed to well you you know joker is insane the little bit of time he spends in the movie and you know you're supposed to think that like that's toxic and gross and weird, even if it seems like he cares about her slash wants to, like, rescue her or whatever. Um, it's it's gross. But, like, in this, like, like the emancipation of, uh, of Harley Quinn is a great subtitle because it really is that. Um, but I wish that they had just leaned into it more because... Yeah. I don't, they, like, I don't think it fully delivers like, the title, on it. Yeah. No, right? Like, the title even calls out that, like, she's getting emancipated from, like, this gross relationship. But, like, yeah, I don't I don't know. All the pieces should be there. I think that they were just put together in a little bit of the wrong order. Like, my issue, I think, apart... So, well, after I, like, went through my Deadpool, like, you know, like, journey of the mind... I <laughs> I backed up and I was like, well, what? okay, so like, what would I want to happen? So mm-hmm. what happens in this movie is like, this is what this is. This is what is in the film. She blows up a chem. So she starts and she's heartbroken. She blows up the chemical factory and then immediately gets her strength pack and declares herself separated from the Joker. And she's going to take care of herself. OK, 
Then you see her forming sort of like a little family unit in her house. Like she has a landlord that she loves. Um, she has Bruce, her um, hyena. And then she has Cass. But then her landlord sells her out. She thinks Bruce dies. And so she then decides she's going to reject Cass and sell her to Roman. Like that's that's the that's the arc. And then so but then she gets to like the moment of selling out Cass and kind of because of circumstance, it doesn't really work out that way. And so she decides she's going to team up with the Birds of Prey to fight Roman's, like, gang of insane men outside. And that, and mm-hmm. then that is mostly successful because of um, Black Canary and then Cass. They're the people who, like, actually win that fight, ultimately. Yep. And then the end, she leaves, she ditches the Birds of Prey to become her own crime girl boss and mentor Cass. And I don't think that's right (laughs) like it's just you don't like I think when said what should have happened is you should have absolutely if you didn't want to have the Joker in this movie you absolutely needed to connect the dots for the Joker and Roman as abusive men who represent a larger problem of the way that men treat women right like make that very very clear more clear so this is the kind of shit that she has seen before and experienced before. Right. Like that should be her crisis of family. You don't need her having the crisis of family sort of like just past the middle point. Like she's already had it. It should be the first piece of it. Her crisis of family should be that Joker was her family, but he he abused her and betrayed her trust and it was not a good family member. So then yep. you should have her form her family, and you could keep Don in there too. I loved him. I thought he was delightful. Uh, I was like really sad that he sold her out. You could still have him there, but she should form this family around, with, like, with other women, and those women should be the birds of prey women, and then they should decide actively, like they should actively make the decision that they're going to go take these jerks down. Yep. And it still could end with her splitting off because, like, she's not in the birds of prey. Like, <laughs> she's not. So, like, yeah, if they're going to launch... That's, that's not her scene. Right. If they're going to launch this franchise, that's fine. But they should let each of those women have their own moment so that you care enough about them that you want to see the next movie, right? And then... Yeah. And you can also have Harley, like, launch off and do whatever she needs. But there should be, like, kind of that emotional beat. You know what I mean? Like... I know, I know exactly what you mean. Like, she doesn't, it's, instead we sort of have, like, a series of escalating cross paths and, like, unlikely coincidences that, like, tangle Harley Quinn up in this story, but she should drive it. Like, she should be the force. That's what's missing here, I think. Like she- No, I, I agree. She ends up stepping up in a leadership role at the very, so they only bring all these women together in the last 30 minutes of the movie. Which is a mistake. Which is a mistake. Yeah. Like, I think that that's the biggest mistake is that, like, that team up should have happened earlier because, like, that 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 is a strong thing when they're all together, you know? And um, and even so, like, I watched this movie twice. The the way that they decide they're going to team up to me feels so like, well, I guess this is what's going to happen now. <laughs> right. We're all going to die if we don't work together. Right. Like, there um, should be a moment. And they have so many nice emotional beats. Like, when Black Canary is, like, is like clearly another abused, like, Roman abuses her. Like, that's clear. Maybe, maybe he yeah. doesn't, like, maybe not physically, but, like, it is an emotionally abusive work environment. And then... Mm-hmm. 
Uh, Montoya has the same thing. She's in an emotionally abusive work environment. The Huntress, she's kind of her own deal. Obviously, Cassandra is dealing with... Hugely traumatized, though. And, right. You know, yes. Cassandra is, like, coming in with some real trauma. Like, yeah, obviously. And you could always have the... I don't know hunt- why she has a broken arm, but her family's, like, her foster parents yep. are fighting loudly. It doesn't... Yep. I don't assume the best. No, you know? and they're like they're, they're and they're fighting about her specifically. They're like we don't like the like one of I don't remember which if it's the mom or the dad is like is like you were the one who wanted her. Like I didn't want her. Like it's bad. It's horrible. So yeah. you should have these people who have like kind of this threat of abuse deciding that they're going to rise up and fight back against it as opposed to them being like, well, now our abusers are literally at the door. I guess we're going to help each other out. Like, it's just not. Yeah. It's not as good. It's a weird choice. It's not as good. Yeah. Sorry. All right. So the ladies, I also feel like they don't let the birds of prey do their thing. Well, and I think that I think that problem is because they don't come in until Yep. Like they don't they don't unite until so late that like it's hard for me to be as invested in uh Renee Renee Montoya as I would like to be. Uh she literally is uh my favorite superhero ever's ex-girlfriend, Kate Kane, you know? Yeah. Um so Batwoman. Uh like I I I was excited to see her. Um I really enjoyed Black Canary. I really enjoyed the Huntress. Um, I would have liked to have seen more of them. Um, and I think that they're yeah. stronger when they're out together. Like, they get to be more characters, you know? Um, Black Canary gets more to do, for sure. Like, but... Um, she, she is pretty... Like, I feel like she's successful. Like, you understand... Yeah. If, she, if she teamed up with everyone earlier, you could understand... Like... She's only she's only not as fleshed out as you want her to be because you don't see her fleshed out in the context of the other women. But like otherwise, like we we see her do a lot. Right. Like she's like this hyper competent woman who is sort of like trapped in this world of like real sleazy dudes. And they all want to own her like Roman wants to own her. That is like the constant and and feels he does. He doesn't want to own her. He thinks he does own her. Um. And I think it's I think it's fitting that she's the one who kind of like kills all his men, <laughs> like ultimately is responsible yeah. for saving the oh! day. Oh, two things: sky high, uh, Coach Boomer, with his weird sonic boom voice. That's I guess I thought that this was I know I make I fun that of this it. was a fun a fun way to like take something that could have been a lame superpower and make it awesome. Yeah, um, agreed. Uh, and the other thing is. Did you recognize Zaz? Of course, of the Huntress, yeah. No, 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 no. Zaz, uh, like Victor's Roman's, uh, Roman's. No, who is he? Sidekick. <laughs> That's a uh, Doctor Danny Castellano from the Mini Project. <gasps> um, oh my gosh, it totally is. Whoa, he does a really good job of of being invisible. Uh, to like fading right into being the creepiest creep oh, in the whole he was creepy such a world. Creep. But well, the Huntress is um, also from Sky High. It's Gwen Grayson is the Huntress. Oh. And and also, I forgot about this, she's Ramona Flowers and Scott Pilgrim versus the world, a.k.a. like the titular like troubled yeah, girlfriend. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I really like that she's finally allowed to be in the driver's seat. <laughs> like, they're just like, she's like, I've had it, I've put, she's put in her time in superhero movies. It is time for yep. her to have her own franchise, I think. Yep. Um, I, listen, I'm here for it. 
Uh, yeah. Yeah. And I think that she makes sense. Like, you kind of, like, every supergroup needs that sort of, like, fish out of water. They're an alien. They're not, like, they're, they didn't grow up watching the same yeah. cartoons you did kind of character. And she's that. No, gr- grew up learning to be an assassin, doesn't really know how to do anything No, and else. it's really, like, and it's really funny that that is, it's like, I mean, it's like a totally insane idea, but like normally it's like, oh, this person's from Atlantis or, oh, this person's from outer space. They're like, no, she was just raised by like two Italian dudes in Sicily who, I'm sorry, Sicilians, it is different. Two Sicilians who like, (laughs) who were an assassin. So like, that's how she grew up. So she didn't like, no, she didn't watch uh, the Power Rangers. She doesn't know. Um, (laughs) But, yeah. and I, I love, she has, like, good moments, but, like, they don't really let her, like, fully expand. Like, I love that she has a name for herself, which is the Huntress, and then everyone calls her, like, Crossbow Woman. <laughs> like, the, the Crossbow Killer. Yeah. Like, all these men, as they're, like, dying, are like, no, the Crossbow Killer! And she's like, I am the Huntress. Like, that is my <laughs> name. Stop. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But... Yeah, I wish she was given more to do. I really wish that Renee was given more to do. Renee is, like, the most relatable of all these women, right? Like, sort of... Right. Like, constantly she's, getting she's passed a woman over. in a job yeah. where she gets treated like shit. Um, yep. That's the most relatable experience ever. Uh, and, yeah, I think they just leave too much on the table. Uh, and Cassandra is almost more of, like, a football like you could replace Cassandra Kane is a MacGuffin yeah you, um, you I think it's an interesting use of a MacGuffin because I she's an actual person and I do care about her yes me too you well know? you feel instant sympathy for her like yeah yeah but but she is a MacGuffin yeah you know um so while she's fun while I do like the chemistry between her and Harley Quinn and I'm happy like <laughs> and the fact that she likes it when Harley like paints her nails and stuff. So at the end, like that, that felt set up. It didn't feel like you yeah. make a tomboy, you know, like, uh, like I, I like, she has the cool big sister. She never knew she wanted and needed, you know what I mean? Right. Um, and, and so like in those ways she's successful, but she's also a MacGuffin. So, yeah. you know, I, anytime you could basically replace uh, a character with a large stuffed bear, not yeah, not great. Not great. <laughs> not great. Um, no. Or I wish but, that there was but more. If, but if almost all superhero movies use MacGuffins, I guess I'd rather it be a person. Yeah, I who, suppose like, yes. has feelings. Yes, you're you right. Know? That that was where I came out on that. Just because you were right. You're right. I've seen all the we've we've seen so much bullshit lately. <clears throat> yeah. I think that if they had hit also this kind of idea of like the family you choose and this kind of concept of you can be in a family and your family betrays you. Like if they hit that note super hard with Harley Quinn and also certainly with Cassandra, right? Like with her uh, with her foster parents, like they're not they're not they are betraying her trust in coming to live with them. Right. So like if they hit that note super hard and then you could have like the satisfaction of it's satisfying to see her with Harley Quinn at the end. But like you would really understand that now they are the family, you know, like, yeah, now they are. They have the family that they have chosen for each other. And they've chosen each other. Yeah. And they're each other and Bruce and the weird stuffed uh, squirrel that she talks to. What? I don't know. I think it's a beaver. 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 Great. Yeah. It's a beaver. I lo- I did love that scene where, where Xander's like, what's this thing's deal? And she's like, it's a beaver. I don't know. <laughs> what do you need to know beyond that? <laughs> um, I also love when she talks to it. It's like, no, I love you both. Don't listen to Bruce. <laughs> I just, I, I really, I like her. I like her a lot. 
I didn't I didn't give a fuck about her in Suicide Squad because I didn't give a fuck about Suicide Squad. But she you know, is the sh- like she shines really, really bright in this. Like it's mm-hmm. it's she's yeah, you like wanna keep she's the reason you keep watching the movie is that performance yeah. and that character is so compelling. Honestly, that when she when she gets like slapped into delusion and it was this and sings Diamonds Are a Girl's Best Friend, that's that's very when I texted cool. you and was like, Well, we're gonna watch this because <laughs> this dream sequence is enough for me to be like, this is worth watching because it's fun subversions. Also um, amazing choice to to subvert expectation, not put her in the dress and make that into like a kicky little jumpsuit. I love it. Man, I love everything about it. Man, repeller like, fashion. Uh, loved it's it. so good. <laughs> loved it. Yes. Um, that oh, is such man. a that is such a wonderful thing too because I think it's showing. Uh, you know, certainly Marilyn Monroe is another character, sort of like Harley Quinn, where you had this woman who was clearly, clearly like like you know. Intelligent, used, abused, treated like an object, even though yes. like, yeah, her favorite book was uh, Ulysses. Yeah, um, no, clearly intelligent, like clearly, clearly talented, but like basically, people were just like, no, we just want you to be real, be seem real dumb. Like we just want to look at you, and we want to like, and like sexualized her like be beyond probably any other figure in the Western world, Marilyn Monroe. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So I think that that was like a really smart choice and to also have this kind of concept of like diamonds are a girl's best friend, like that's very dark, actually. (laughs) That's a dark, yeah. that's a dark sentiment. Um, Well, and especially when like in this movie, diamonds are a girl's best friend and and as in I need to steal this diamond so that I'm not murdered by these psychopaths. Right. Hopefully they won't actually murder me. But like... You know. Yeah, which is also Shouldn't kind work. of, I mean, the context in general is like, like, women don't have pathways to, to provide for themselves really well. So what you do is you get men to buy you things that have inherent worth so that when they eventually leave you, you can sell those things and you can still live exactly. well. Like, that's what that exactly. song that's is what, about. Yes, that's that was what the whole history of giving diamonds was. Uh it was having some wealth and agency of your own should things go haywire. Also, why traditionally um, women wear their best clothes when they get married, it's in case they have to run. <laughs> like, you have, you're have, you wearing all of your wealth. Um, yeah. Which is also really dark. Um, yeah, a lot, of, a lot of bleak shit yeah. happening there. Yeah. Basically, there's no wedding tradition that doesn't have some darkness in it. Um because weddings used to definitely be economic propositions. Um, I So a lot of people don't like, and I guess maybe like I, I just think it's weird that the Joker is, there's not like a clear delineate or a clear line drawn between Roman and the Joker. And like the Joker sort of like, like, you know, the elephant in the room that we just like never see. Um, but I liked Roman as a villain. A lot of people think that he's one of the reasons this is bad. This is not movie is not bad, but the the movie is not as successful as it should be. How did you feel about him? Um, I like Roman. Roman is nightmare inducing for me. Um, yep. Like he's he's the perfect level of creep. Um, and just like his total callousness towards other people's lives. Like when he's uh when he's showing Black Canary uh things in his home, and he's like. It's this thousand-year-old head, and now it's just like in my home. It's gross. It's just right? an object ew. in my home. Yeah, ooh. and like, ooh, I love it. You know, like just yeah. kind of. I think 
<clears throat> I think Ewan McGregor is an amazing actor. And I, I think he really fucking delivers. Love um, him. He better not be. I love him. He better not be the next big Hollywood creep because it will break my heart into a million pieces. Because I love him. No, because everything. He's, he's get. He's getting um an Obi Wan series on Disney Plus. So, I will watch um, it. I'll watch it. I, I will definitely watch it. Yes. Some of the best directed uh episodes of The Mandalorian were directed by the oh, creator of that series. Well so, then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sounds right? good. Right? Yeah. So anyway, uh yeah, I I too would be heartbroken. I don't you know, <clears throat> protected him at Gregor unless he's a creep. Uh anyway, uh he Yeah, I thought I thought he was I thought he was great. I think he's um, a really smart scene, choice. That scene in the bar oh. where he thinks that, that woman's laughing at him. Well, it's not and... even that. Her voice sounds like Harley Quinn's laugh. So he automatically equates it to like mo- mockery of his masculinity. That's what that is, right? Yeah. Yeah. And Oh, that that scene is the grossest <sighs> shit. Um, yeah, he makes this woman get up on the table to dance. He has her partner like cut the dress off of her. It's and good for them. Like the <sighs> way it's done is so smart. It could have been so. It could have been so poorly done. Like yeah. So yeah. No, you don't see a shot of her where like it's titillating. No, um, there's nothing titillating about it. In fact. Like, you see that it's so wrong that even though she's, like, clearly afraid he's going to kill her, she's still, like, clinging to her clothes. Like, she can't, like, it's just, it's such a wild, wildly effective scene of, like, this egomaniac basically, like, sexually humiliating a a random woman because he feels emasculated. Like, that's just such a good moment. Like, it's so solid. I wish that there was more of that. He, he's yep. pretty, I mean, like, basically every scene with Roman, I think, is effective. Like, it works. You totally, um, they they telegraph to you what his deal is. I think that they should have made it clear that he's, like, emblematic of the men that have hurt all of these women. Yeah, like, even, like, it, like even a moment where in, like, 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 give Harley Quinn a Buffy moment where like, it looks like she's down and out and she bounces back because she's not fighting against Roman. She's fighting against the abuse she suffered. Like give us a flashback that like then empowers her to move forward and finally crush this guy. She she has to make the connection. We, the audience can make the connection that he is like the Joker, but 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 she has to do it. That's we. Yeah. Yeah. That doesn't feel like character development. So yeah. Yeah, I I, I I couldn't agree more. Um yeah. so yeah, I don't I don't think Roman's the problem at all. No, uh, I liked him as a villain. I thought he was very effective and like well well cast and well acted. Yep. I think that there is a there is a heavy um thread here in a patriarchal society, which all of these characters live in and all of us live in as well. Mm-hmm. Women are most valuable. When they are loyal, unquestionably loyal, un- and uncomplaining commodities that can be... And then if they stop being that, then they need to become instantly disposable. That's, like, the role of women in this world. Um, and we see, satis- like, to a satisfying degree, it's, like, these women fighting back against that. But, like, you have um, Montoya's story where she's, like, representing, like, the invisible labor of women in respectable jobs like she does all the work and gets none of the praise and then she's only valued because of that 
right? Like that's they like that she yeah. doesn't do it. She's valuable because she makes her boss look good, right? Yeah. Um and doesn't fight back. Like like lets lets people take from her. And God, those fucking assholes. Yep. <clears throat> you also get this really successfully, I think, with Black Canary. Um like yeah, Zaz is like, and Roman are so like personally offended that Black Canary is like is double crossing them, and you're like, dude, yeah, of course she is. You don't treat her yeah, well. Like, yes, yeah, and and you will are literally a threat to all women in this universe. Like, yeah. she sees the way that you treat other women. Like, she is the survivor enough to know that like if if you're willing to do that to others, you're willing to do that to her. Like, and she is the inciting incident. Why they go to war. Like he decides yeah. to, he decides to like posse up because of her to crush her and Harley Quinn specific, like, and get the diamond back and all those things. But like, it wouldn't have gone but down that way. He was, he, he wasn't going to be there. No, he was just going to send, if, he was just going to send. Canary hadn't yeah, quote betrayed him. Yeah. He was just going to send two of his people, his two of his cronies out to take care of it. But it's when she betrays him that it becomes like war. So that's a, that's a wild, <laughs> wild part of this. Also, you have like Cass, who's like this ult, like MacGuffin. She's an ultimate object sort of like tossed back and forth. And, the only reason anybody like the only reason she's in this story is because of like inherent worth that she literally is carrying in her gut. Like that is the that's the absolutely that's the only reason any of these people are interested in her at all. Um, so I really thought that that was an effective. Th- that's like the, I think the most effective and like kind of like with like good follow through comment yeah. on the patriarchy in this story. Yeah. I uh, no, I agree. Um, I think that the only other theme that just seemed to scream at me was <clears throat> the dangerousness of of men. Yep. Um, the inherent and, threat that men pose to women. Yeah. Yeah, and the way that they want to brutalize, control, contain, and crush. Um, and I think that, and again, like this is this is why this movie doesn't get to be as fun as Deadpool. Is that like. We're dealing with something really real and present all the time, which is um, a fear of, like, what what a violent, strong dude could do to you. Um, and the fact that some men do think we're all bitches and want us dead. Like, that's... Yeah. Well... That's real. It's, that's something we it's, deal with It's harder from to f- incel killers. It's harder to find the the humor in something that's an external threat than something that's an internal threat. Deadpool only pretty right. much deals with internal threats, which is yep. like him kind of like overcoming himself. Yeah. Harley Quinn. And maybe this is honestly why this movie can't be this way. Harley Quinn can't fix domestic abuse because she is a victim yep. of it. Like she can't, women can't fix the patriarchy. Men have to fix the patriarchy yeah. because we yeah, are women the dressing differently isn't the thing that will stop yeah. them from getting raped. Exactly. Like that like that isn't that's a false that's a false idea that we perpetuated for years because I don't know why. I don't know. I we wasn't want, old wanna, then to have a voice. People but... wanna feel in control. I totally get it. Like I wanna fix it too. <laughs> but we Sure. Yeah. But 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 having women wear different clothes 
hasn't helped. Oh so, no, that's you know. never gonna help. Um, <laughs> that's, that's that's what I'm saying. Like I don't. No, but know. like if I could snap my fingers and make it make it better, I would. A hundred percent. Like no problem. Yeah. No, me too. But one hundred percent. But like it's not. You can't. So it's. I think it's just kind of hard in that way. I do respect that the um, <laughs> like the the implicit threat, the Dennis system of it all. Like, oh, my God. Right. Yeah. Like, there's a lot of that in this. Like, just the fact that I don't think that they ever they know it's never like explicit that Roman or um, Victor are going to rape these women. But you know that it's true. I think the closest they come to is when um, Harley Quinn gets hit by that uh, dart. And Victor is yeah, like, and the way he violates her body just by like yeah, he like having like having her mouth like I'm a good girl. Well, and also um, the fact that he's like, can you still feel? You can't move, but can you still feel? Yeah, you can. Like it's just like there's there's creepy things there that you're like ah, and then yeah, and then the I well, and on top of it's interesting because they they could their relationship is queer, Victor and um, Zaz and Roman um. I don't know if you picked up on that. Uh, I did, but I did not think it was, like, horribly successful. Well, yeah. I So I'm wondering if, like, if that's, you know, I don't, yeah. Because, well, or maybe, maybe. I don't think it follows through with any of the commentary one could do about just because a man is not sexually interested in a woman does not mean he's not a misogynist. <laughs> like, I think that yep. that would have been the thing I would have done with it. To me... To me, it sort of felt like I, I kind of didn't like that they were coded as queer. I felt like that was sort of impl- like made. I wonder if that's why people are like Roman is such a soft criminal when he's actually like very terrifying. <laughs> like I don't know. I think that yeah, I don't. I don't think he's soft at all. No, um... I think that the sexual threat that they pose women is super important to why they are so upsetting and to code them as yeah. queer kind of like muddies the water. So I think I kind of just rejected it. <laughs> like I was just like, Nope, I'm not, yeah. I'm not dealing with that. Cause like definitely when he's talking to her and he's ta- like Victor's talking to her and he like shows her his like scarred up body and he's like, yeah. I make a cut for each little bird that I send to heaven. Um, to me that felt very much like, frat boys making like notches on their bedposts for every woman they sleep with except this guy does it for the women that he kills like it's it, to me it was so sexual like it's so sexually and like not even sexual like rape charged in that moment that the fact yeah. that they're supposed to be like lovers is not doesn't make sense to me i guess yeah no and 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 that's why i brought it up was like you know how did that affect your viewing I think I just yep. was like, nope, <laughs> like, this is inconvenient for me. I'm not dealing with it. <laughs> That's fair. Another reason that I felt like the, um, like, the fact that I think I also sort of just, like, glossed over that is because I felt like you have this, like, really good, so rape is such a is such a big theme in this because all of the women are objectified, Right. And yep. even you have, like, I was thinking about, because they talk about face peeling a lot. Thank goodness we don't see it, because I would much rather not see people get their faces peeled off. But that's, like, Me too. But that's like Roman's deal, is that he, like, he peels people's faces off. And the only people that you know for sure that he's going to peel the face of are women, right? Like, the, peop- the people who are tied up at the beginning, who Victor is like, I'm going to peel your face, those are women. And then, of course... Uh, well, there's one dude, because uh, it's the dude who turned him down, but he oh, then yeah. also peels the wife and daughter, you yes. know? So, 
Yeah. Yes. But, like, it's so, like, I kind of got this idea of, like, rendering your victims as, like, idealist bodies. We get, like, some serial killer energy there yeah, as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. And then... And then, of course, you have this, like, thread of him, like, loving masks and shrunken heads. So you get this idea of him, like, wanting to, like, own people's identities as objects, which I think is, goes, is, like, a, a very, like, a, 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 a direct correlation with rape. That, like, to, to render somebody an object is part yeah, of and, a and, rape and story. Yeah, and to feel like... You can claim and own them, um, you know, and and that's backed up by like when he first hears about the huntress, and he's like, "Who is this assassin guy? Doesn't he know that that's mine? Why isn't he mine? Can I can I have him too?" Yeah, and it's just like this ownership of people, you yeah. know. It's the same way that he owns Cass, you know, not Cass, uh, Black Canary. Yeah. Um. So that's kind of like this ownership item. I mean, like his whole deal is that he wants to own precious things. And he does that. He does that for humans too, specifically for women too. Um, I did think it was really problem problematic that all the men attack the women wearing like various Aboriginal like head head pieces. I did not like that part. But yeah, there's 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 some uh, appropriation issues in here. Uh, at least it's the villains doing it, but like still not 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 well, not great. I also kind of um, feel like you know like images have meaning, and to have big scary men running at you in like tribes masks, you know, even yeah, if no that, that even if you're that tries to evoke on uh white white fears of old you know yeah gross. like i yeah. at least it makes them seem like oh these men are these men are out of control like it's like that i don't like that like i'm like you don't need to do that actually it'd be better if we could see their faces yep. or if they were all wearing ski masks like if it, for very if, i'm not really sure what they were going for there but like if it was very important that they all be wearing masks <laughs> if there was a plot point that we never found out <laughs> that made that important yeah i i did not that was that i did not love that Nope. Um, yeah. Honestly, that is the one thing they could have borrowed from Suicide Squad is uh, Joker's henchmen have these like weird like shark face things. Oh, like, yeah. Things like I would have been cool with them all wearing those. Yeah. You know, I, I like I actually like that design choice from Suicide Squad. You're right. That would have been better. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't make that. Connection, Plus, then it but... would have uh, allowed us to make like a textual link between these In... men and like the Joker's men. Indeed. You know? Like, yes, the same men who once protected you are now attacking you. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, that would have been cool. Yeah. So that's problematic. Obviously, uh, it's hard watching women get brutalized. That sucks. That's hard to watch. I don't know if that's inherently problematic, but that's what I think it's so important. It's so important in this movie, though, like. No, it, it yeah. is. I just, it would be fun. <laughs> It'd be fun to have a female Deadpool. That's that's all I'm saying. It would be really uh, fun. It'd be really fun. I mean, like, what I want is somewhere between this and, like, so, and Captain Marvel. So, like, Captain Marvel deals with the same sort of stuff, but it's sort of, it's scrubbed up, right? Like, we, it, there's a reason. Yeah, no, Captain Marvel is, is, is like, female, like, badass Captain America. You know, like, she's, right. well, she's not, she's not an anti-hero. Also, her trauma does not go to the same level. Like, there's a reason we mostly see it from childhood, and it's her dad being like, you're just not as good as a boy. Like, that, there's a reason for that, because, like... If she was like sexually abused, that would be way too dark. Like that would that would yep. that would submarine the movie. Or the fact that it's like she doesn't fear rape, but like street harassment is what she fears. 
Um, yeah. Which is also horrible, but, you know, yeah. there are degrees of this. So <laughs> I don't mind it necessarily getting into really dark things that women face, like more so than Captain Marvel does. Sure, sure, sure. But it would also be, it would be nice if it was a problem that a woman can solve herself. Like, that's why yeah. Captain Marvel, I think, is a more successful movie, because she's internalized all this, like, external hatred of her gender. And then in the end, she's like, nope. And she can throw it off. Yep. You c- I'm, 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 I'm getting rid of all that. You can't, uh, you can't throw off the, fe- like, rape culture. <laughs> like, that's not something yeah. you can decide you're going to opt out of um, as a woman. <laughs> so yeah. it's not, you just don't have the same, like, level of satisfying yeah. story. I would agree with that. I actually think that the movie I'm talking about is the movie that Batman Returned promised launching Catwoman, and it breaks my heart that it didn't happen. Yeah, I thought about Catwoman a lot with this, too. Um, yeah. Yeah. I would be surprised. Like, an, a successful anti-hero. I would be surprised if the... Like, I see a lot of Harley Quinn, like, Catwoman in Harley Quinn, too. Like, kind of like the moments... I agree. Where they, they walk this line between relatability and moments where you're like, oh, no, she's, like, really, like, wild. <laughs> like, this person is yeah. absolutely crazy. She's, she's, she's a little out of her mind. Yeah. yeah. Um, so does this movie work? Do you think it's feminist, feminist or interesting from a feminist perspective? I mean, obviously, yeah. Yeah. It's really cool. Yeah. Uh, I think that definitely if, you, if you've seen more than two of the Avengers movies, you should see this movie as well and enjoyed yourself. You should yeah, see this fair. movie as well. It's not yeah. it's not perfect. And we we highlighted all the ways that it's not perfect, especially from a feminist perspective. I wish I wish it there was more or like it was a little different. Um but it's like very entertaining. And you should see it. Yeah. You sh- and you still you still get a franchise with a strong yep. woman, you know, like at the center and uh Margaret Robbie used it to introduce uh, other DC females so that have more legs. You know? So what's next? Is it gonna? There's. I mean, I assume that this is supposed to launch the Birds of Prey as a as a franchise, right? I would assume so as well. Um, I don't. I don't know. I do know that uh, Catherine um, Yan, I think that's the director, mm-hmm. was talking about you know their plans for for a sequel. Uh, yeah, Kathy Yan. Sorry. Kathy Ann uh, has been talking about their plans for a sequel for Harley Quinn. I don't know if um, the Birds of Prey would be in it. I don't know if they're getting their own movie. I don't. I don't know what DC is gonna do. Just because DC is a fucking hot mess. So it's true. I I hope that I hope that they split. I hope that the Birds of Prey get their own movie and that Harley Quinn gets her own movie, like a second movie. Yeah, me too. I think that'd be a lot of fun. Yeah, I, and I'll watch. And don't them. just bring in the Birds of Prey at the very end. Like you know, if you're gonna incorporate some of those characters, like incorporate them early. You know, for like, sure. I do, yeah. <clears throat> and and maybe I, I actually have a lot of high hopes for the next Harley Quinn movie. I think that unburdened, me too. Unbur- unburdened from necessarily a, an emancipation uh, storyline, which I'm not totally sure. I feel it totally delivered on. I think that that's like my ultimate beef. Um, yeah. Is that I? But now that that's kind of like they've they've got that in their rearview mirror, maybe they can focus on um, themes, something a little more fun. Well, themes yeah. that are are closer to what you can what you can do like successfully with like control. a Deadpool yeah. pattern. Yeah, I think yep. so. And then I agree. And I think it'd be really fun if they took uh, Birds of Prey in sort of a Guardians of the Galaxy direction. I'm just naming Marvel movies I like. 
Um, <laughs> well, it, you're not wrong. You're not wrong about any of that. Um, I also think that probably the reason why this movie isn't more streamlined and effective is because it took years to make. I think that that means probably there was a lot of baggage that came along. Yeah, a lot it. of rewrites, a lot of like mm-hmm. a lot of little a lot of darlings that that should have been killed but weren't. Like, yeah, for yep, sure, totally, for sure. Yeah, um, but I think it's a it's a credit definitely to Margaret Robbie, and she it's worth it just to see her performance. It's worth it. Her performance is great. It's worth it. It just, really is just to see her like narrate the process of getting an egg sandwich. Like it's just it's worth yep. it. Like that's that alone yeah. is worth it. And it's it's a beaut it yeah. is a there's there's plenty here that's worth it. Yeah. There's plenty here that's enjoyable. Yeah. Um it's it does gross me out. I, I did another I did another uh I it, I referenced the thing I read about uh suic- like suicide of Harley Quinn because I was like so blown away by it. Um but I also did a bunch of reading about bad reviews of this and who oh boy. Um yeah. Pretty much just sexist bullshit or what? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was sexist, sexist bullshit. Uh, either that or it's like it's like thinly veiled. They're like, I don't know, we just didn't kick ass enough. Like it's you know, it's like that kind of level. Her fight scenes are really impressive. Yeah, like, I don't think kicking when you ass do is get her the fighting, like, problem. Yeah, I don't think that's the problem. <laughs> I don't think that's the problem. Um yeah. Which is a part I think part of why I like came I came at the like the critical angle of this like tried to like really bring it because I feel like I understand why people feel let down by this movie because I feel a little let down, but it's important to understand why, <laughs> you know, like, right. And it's not, it's not because it didn't kick enough ass and it's not nope. because she's not a cool enough character. Nope. It's, it's, it's because making a superhero honestly, movie about women... rape is hard and domestic abuse is hard. Yep. <laughs> That's yep. why it's hard. Unite the women sooner, you know, like, yeah. Let, you know, let us have a little more fun uh, than, you know, yeah. Mm-hmm. All that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but luckily, Roman is dead with a capital D. Yeah, no question. And we won't ever have to, yeah, there's never going to be like a, Roman's back, you know. Oh, um, no. So, yeah, so good. Good for them. Good for them introducing a villain and then literally eliminating him so we don't have to play his game anymore. I'm happy with that. All right, there we have it. So hope you enjoyed this episode. Uh, Next up, we're going to be getting into uh, a Disney, or actually more like Pixar, instant classic Wally with our wonderful guest, uh, Megan Whitney, will be joining us next time. Uh, As always, thank you for listening to Space Bras. Please check us out on Apple Podcasts or the podcatcher of your choice. Uh, And while you're there, please leave us a review, subscribe, or rate us. Those things help, uh, help us out by helping other people find us and spreading the good word of Space Bras. Um, Close us out as we always do in our toast, which only becomes more and more true as time goes on Um, in these troubled times. Even though everyone else might suck, we are awesome, and the galaxy is ours. Cheers! Outrageous.